In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Ooh, watch me, folks. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. This is your Beverly Hills recap, which means it's Friday, which means it's the end of a damn long week. But I am here to say congratulations. You did it. You made it through the damn week. And now we're just going to coast. We are, remember, today at your work, tell your boss, Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good said, hey, you can just mentally check out. If you worked at the Oppenheim Group, which is that silly real estate firm from selling the OC and selling Sunset, you don't have to work five days a week, but you guys have real jobs. You have real families, all of this stuff. You've had to work all week long. So why not give yourself a little treat and enjoy old Ryan losing his shit Getting angry about Lisa Rinna and Kyle and Kathy and all those nutheads. They're just nutheads, folks. You know, I was talking to the Watch What Crappens guys this week, which you'll hear next week. And they're always just, I mean, obviously so amazing. They're, they are the best, period. But Ronnie said something that I just keep thinking about. He's like, it wouldn't be a Beverly Hills season if you were not so disappointed and annoyed by the end of it. And we're there again. Like, literally. Guys, I could do a 30-minute recap. I'm not going to, but I could do a 30-minute recap. Just going, like, Lisa's horrible. Kyle is insecure. Kathy is actually more solid than people give her credit for. Garcelle not even in this episode. Sutton doesn't need to go try that hard with Erica. Erica, it's just grasping at straw. She's just trying to get keep some sort of relevancy. It's getting sad at this point. Uh, Crystal... She's got a good family and a good marriage. And uh, who am I? Who am I forgetting here? I it's probably somebody else. But oh, Dorit, Dorit. Also, what happened to all the storylines? Remember, like, did Crystal's eating disorder just get fixed? Is Dorit cured from the break-in from earlier this season? We've dropped all the storylines. Because next week, thank God, I'm not complaining, next week is the season finale. And, man, I got to tell you, when I heard those and next week, the season finale, I was like, thank you for listening, God. Thank you for listening, my Lord, because it's time. Like, you feel, you feel it in your bones. It's like when you feel rain coming in, I've got a bad knee, and I'm like, I can always feel it in my knee when there's like a thunderstorm happening. It's the same way when it's gotten too far with Beverly Hills. I'm like, ooh, feel it in my knees. It's time to go. And we've got exciting stories to tell with Salt Lake and Potomac's coming up in a couple of weeks. Come on. We need to clear our heads because this shit is just taking up too much space. And I'm sorry, Rinna's shit-eating grin is just that. It's literally a grin of a person that eats shit. Like, literally. You know how dogs sometimes will eat their poop because they need nutrients? I feel like... <laughs> sorry. But I do feel like Ren is the same way. Hey, welcome to So Bad It's Good, folks. If you're new joining us, we do a lot of interviews. Usually they're classy. But the recaps... They're dirty. No, the recaps are where we cut loose. By the way, you guys, it is 1 a.m. Friday morning. And I'll tell you why it is this late. It has been... I always tell you this, that it's been a week, but then this week has been more of a week than other weeks, and it's wild. Like, does this just, for people older than me, I know there's probably not many of them out there, but does this just keep happening now for the rest of my life where each week is crazier than the week before? I mean, it is wild, you guys. So, you know, listen, I, you know, I'm talking to the people that have been with me forever, you know? For people that are new, remember there's timestamps. I'll put the timestamp where I start talking about the recap. 
Um, and if you don't like the music, remember I put a timestamp where you can start from right here. So, um, but listen, man, I got I got family issues right now, and uh, we all do, right? We all do. But it has been a very challenging year, and I'm just going to be honest with you because, and I I think also I'm able to take out a lot of my anger in these uh, these recaps because I'm I, you know it's hard not to be angry when things go wrong in your family and you feel like you know things aren't fair sometimes and you know you follow the journey is it you know my mom's sick right now and she's been blessed in so many ways but she's still sick and um you know for all these you guys and this is not my place i I can't really get into it too much because it's not my i'm not allowed to really get into it too much but you know for fans of watermelon and those are people from the very beginning of the podcast who's my nephew he's going through a really hard time right now and i don't even know how to i i wouldn't be able to describe it to you i'm not allowed to describe it to you but it's it's it just very uh, wild on top of everything that my mom is going through, and so my mom and dad are here right now. My mom and dad are in Los Angeles, and uh, you know they had to get away from everything. and And the thing is, my mom had this big surgery, and she talked about it on the show, and it got this big cancerous mass that was attached to her adrenal gland, right? But the tricky thing about adrenal gland cancer, and this is wild is that it's like one in a million in, in the fact that they don't really know how to treat it. And the tricky thing about adrenal gland cancer is that it, it moves fast. So they thought they got it with good margins, but the thing is then with second opinion, this thing can hop, which I never, I don't know that much about cancer except that it fucking sucks. It feels like a lot of Lisa Rinna's in your body and it, it jumps everywhere. So she had to heal from that surgery, which was like, gosh, when was it? Like three or four weeks ago. And she's got like another week or two. And it's like right after BravoCon. And then she's going to start like five weeks of radiation. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're sleeping right now downstairs. But, uh, but then the whole thing with my nephew happened and I had to get him out here. And it's just been crazy, you guys. And I try to be as honest with you as possible. But at the same time, I still keep a lot of things from the audience, which is so weird because I try to be as open as I can. But at the same time, I try to keep things. It's really weird. And I know you might be listening new and you're like, well, who the hell are you? Who cares about what you're going through? I don't know you. Just, you know, dance. Dance, monkey boy. <laughs> I talk about Lisa Rinna eating her own poop, and I will in a second. But I just have to get this out of you know off. I don't know. So I uh, we t- we we went to my mom. We went to Pentatonics tonight. Now, if you don't know who Pentatonics is, it is an acapella band. I was not. I I knew of them. I think I read their name before, but it turns out. You're, like when your parents get older, they get into some like weird shit. And I'm not talking about orgies. I'm talking about like weird bands and stuff. And my mom loves this Pentatonics. And so I said, Mom, Pentatonics playing at Hollywood Bowl. Wouldn't that make you happy? So we find ourselves at a Pentatonics concert tonight. And I tell you, it was like the panties just hit the floor. My mom had not felt that kind of passion 
No, it reminded me of when I took my mom to a Michael Bolton concert when I was in high school because my dad wouldn't take her. And it was that same kind of excitement. And it was really nice to be able to do that. And we we even bumped into Mr. Tom Sandoval there, who my mom has a little bit of a crush on. And I kind of grew my mustache a little like Tom, but I kind of look like Tom's slow brother. Uh, <laughs> but we, my mom got to meet Tom, and that was very exciting for her. And that was completely unplanned. But it was really nice to do that, and that's why this is uh, I'm doing this so late at night. Um, but I wanted to share that with you guys. If I seem a little off this week, I am. And uh, it helps to have this outlet. But this last day, I mean, I'm so, it's just weird. I hope it's okay to talk to you guys, but it is so, um, you know, between this and I was trying to get the BravoCon stuff all settled because I still don't have like a full contract with the thing that I'm supposed to be working for. It's frustrating because I know I could kick ass for this thing. And I've gotten some emails and phone calls, but you know, when you get doing this, you realize like, it's so hard to, it's so hard to move forward. You know, it's weird. Even when you think you're on fire, things are still just so hard. You have to push so hard and BravoCon I'm so excited for, but at the same time, I want to be there working in an official capacity and I want to meet people and I want to network and I want to meet listeners and I want to, I just I know it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of fun, but I would so much rather be there on an official capacity. Like one day I should be moderating a panel and I don't try to brag about that. That's not like cocky, but it's like, I should, like, I can be silly like this, but I give a damn good interview. I really do think I do. Um, so, uh, I'll fill you in on more as I know that, but it's been very stressful because a lot of people want to know my plans. And I don't mean that in like a Praggy way, just that like a lot of people are like, oh, can you come here? Can you come here? Can you go to this with me? Can you go to that with me? And I'm like, yo, me and Meditza, you know, we're gonna try to get a lot of footage for you guys, for the Patreon, for shows. Like we're trying to do all of this stuff mm-hmm. and think about it, but um, I don't know. Well, anyways, thank you guys for letting me bitch. Let me do a couple uh, publicity things if 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 you'll allow me. Uh, remember, on the Patreon, we did a Selling the OC episode five this week with Kate Legaco. That came out on Wednesday. On Tuesday, I released a baddie spotlight. We call ourselves the baddies over on Patreon <laughs> with a wink. Uh, Jennifer Kahn, who was awesome. There's a level where you can uh, get where you can podcast with me, and I got to talk to her. It's always awesome to meet somebody new. She she kicked ass. And then today I released on Patreon the second episode of the Kardashians. I've switched all my Kardashian recaps to Patreon uh, because I wanted to get you guys over there. It's five bucks a month uh, and you have access then to like over 230 podcasts that have never been on the main feed. But I really enjoy talking about the Kardashians. I know a lot of you guys hate them, but don't worry. I make mad fun of them. So let me, uh, this just got released before I left tonight and, and the reviews are already in, uh, Diana Delgado says, Ryan, my love for your Kardashian recaps knows no limits. I think that I watched the series just to hear your reviews. Uh, you hear that Chris Jenner, uh, Fernanda Stein says, honestly, your recaps are so much better than the actual show. I watched it last night and just couldn't wait to hear your take on it. It's absolutely brilliant. And Catherine Johnson says, no one better to recap it. Going to be honest, not going 
going to watch for the sake of my mental health, but love laughing along to you describe their insane chat uh, and unreal houses and parties. Guys, you don't even, you don't have to like it. You don't have to watch it, but you can listen to the recaps and enjoy it. So I want to plug the Patreon so bad it's good. Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Uh, also, I wanted to give a shout out to Bravo While Black, the Instagram account and podcast. I went live with them today and mixing with Monty. Um, and we kind of all came up in the same class during COVID, uh, where it was like 2019, where we all started doing this at the same time. And they just hit 25,000 followers on Instagram. I think they're almost at 26,000 since they announced. And they're just nice flipping people and they're funny and they make me laugh and they remind me of people that I went to high school with Aaron and Kaya they just like who knows like I'm the goofy uncle who I I don't know but I just I really like them a lot and I love Monty as well who has the podcast mixing with Monty so I wanted to give a plug for them if you haven't checked them out do also that like I said earlier the watch what crappens episode with Ronnie and Ben will come out Tuesday and it's just Ugh, love those guys. Um, also, Tom Sandoval's band, Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras, they will be at BravoCon doing the Saturday night party. And I'm telling you, these guys throw a party. But also, I wanted to plug that they are going to be in Arizona October 29th at the Marquee Theater. That's Halloween weekend, which, by the way, man, man I, my God, that's my hometown. I would love to see them in my hometown. And I think they're doing a San Juan Capistrano. I, trying to see the drummer dm'd me oh yeah they're doing a show this weekend in san juan capistrano so go to tom sandoval and the most extras to get tickets but these guys are a blast and a half i'm not joking i've had a blast going to see them each time um okay so i did oh yeah and up and okay so there's a guy adam uh, you might know him from his YouTube channel, Up and Adam, um, but he is now going to podcasting, and his podcast is called So Messy with him and his dude, and I am a guest on their first week. It starts tomorrow, but my episode, I think, comes out next week, and it's going to be Bravo and a mixture of all of these other things. If you follow Up and Adam on his YouTube channel, you know how good he is, and he is just tight man this guy is so professional and he reminds me of like my favorite like extra like like access hollywood reporters and i mean that as the biggest compliment he strikes me as the guy on the scene looks good tells you what you need to know also funny uh his dude is really funny as well i i did that interview i think a week and a half ago, so I uh, it's going to be out next week, but I just wanted to alert you that So Messy starts on Friday. And I think that's it. If you like the podcast, leave it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for all the reviews. I really appreciate it. Obviously, you can see that I am going through it. I am a, I'm close to a broken man. I'm very excited it's tomorrow. I only have like three podcasts to do on Friday and I have to do my workout and then hang with my family before they go. I don't know. So anyways, it has just been a wild unplanned week. Also, I know this is not my regular backdrop. So people watching it on YouTube, I am so sorry. This looks very scary. Sorry, Meditza, who's editing this. Okay. You guys, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This episode, season 12, episode 20. Silence is golden. 
Now, if I was a betting man, silence is golden. Usually, I used to hear that at movie theaters when they'd be like, shut the fuck up, silence is golden at the beginning. They didn't do the shut the fuck up part, but the silence is golden. They'd be like, shh, silence is golden. Now they're like, stay off your phones. Don't text messages alerts. Which, by the way, I do have a bone to pick with AMC movie theaters, unless you guys want to sponsor me. AMC movie theaters, what's up, dude? We got to talk. Because, listen, we're trying to go back to the movie theaters and be safe and all that stuff, which I'm totally great with. But don't get me there and say the movie starts at 7 and then you start the movie at 7.30 because you literally show 30 minutes of previews and commercials. And don't be one of those people, oh, I love I love previews. I love, pre- I love previews too, dude. But I grew up with three movie previews before the movie. Now I'm getting 10 movie previews before the movie. And then AMC even takes it further. They don't even start on time. Like you see a seven o'clock movie, they start the previews at 7.05. These motherfuckers are trying to get you hungry in the seat. And I'm not going to fall for your game, AMC. Listen, I'll bring popcorn from home. I've never done it yet, but you are really inspiring me to do it because like I used, as a kid, I used to wish I could pay for a movie of just all previews, but I don't like to be lied to. Like if I'm going to see all previews, I want to sign up for all previews. Does that make sense to you guys? Also, I want to once again, say my idea for real housewives at the movie theaters, still an amazing idea. Imagine this, this weekend, you're like, Oh, should I see don't worry, darling? Or should I see real housewives of New York, scary Island on the big screen? Should I see Vanderpump Rules first season on a big screen? Or don't worry, darling, you're always going to go with the Bravo show. I'm telling you, Bravo and AMC movie theaters, this is an untapped market. This is like Rocky Horror Picture Show. We could do little songs and dances, throw popcorn. This thing could bring people to the movies. And I thought that's what we're trying to do. Just give it a damn shot. Okay, so the summary for this episode is... Erica throws a pop-up product launch. Ooh. Dorit and Crystal question old friendships. <laughs> I love it. makes you just see like two people sitting around questioning. What about that guy from high school? Uh, I questioned that. Then Erica and Sutton build a new connection. The fuck you do. And then Kathy faces Kyle to apologize. And they leave out that Rena is a complete asshole in that scene as well. So we start off, as always, where Bravo thinks we're stupid, so they show us every scene that we've seen this season. So previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle's in front of the private jet on the wave to Aspen. She's like, tighten up, everybody, sit, smile, Aspen. And everybody's like, woo Which, by the way, Mauricio, Mauricio, still, what the fuck do you do, man? Like, I... I admire you so much. I admire you even more knowing that you don't work. This dude was on the mountain more than the snow is on the mountain. Like, this guy is like the first one up in the mountain, the last one to leave. I do not believe that he actually runs the agency. And somebody was like, well, it's good to be boss. Yeah, sure. But like you would at some point would have to like, you think there'd be a little work? This guy is, it's like a surfer. He's like, what's up, man? It's... It's like Sean Penn in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, Professor Hand, I just ordered a pizza, man. You know, what the fuck, dude? Like, that is Medizio. So uh, Erica, then in a scene of like, I don't want to fight. When I scream out, it's like pure anger, and I'm sorry. This is on the private jet back to Sutton, and Garcelle goes, are you crying to Sutton? And Sutton's like, well, I get moved by what people say, I say, I say. Oh, also, by the way, remember, and also on uh, Cameo, 
Which, by the way, if you'd like a cameo while I'm at BravoCon, remember to put that in in a couple weeks so I can film it at BravoCon and do something silly if that appeals to you. Um, Rinna, then in a scene of like, can I have a little shot of that 818 tequila? It's my friend, Kendall Jenner's tequila, my 23-year-old friend. I'm 83. <laughs> and then Kathy doing a sarcastic run. Oh, I want to try Kendall Jenner D18. Which, by the way, I got to tell you, I love Kathy making, like the voice Kathy uses to make fun of Rinna. I've thought of nothing else for the last... Oh, I want to try. It's like great. Like I want to, like I want to work with her, like comedically. I want, I want to do improv with Kathy Hilton, like because that's great. And then Kathy's like, and Kyle doesn't do a fucking thing about it. Kathy leaving Kimosabi, the hat store of, uh, you know, Kyle's dreams. Kathy's like, I'm fucking pissed off. Rina and talking heads like. She's saying things like, I'm going to take down NBC and Bravo. I'll fucking ruin you all. She says she'll, she will destroy Kyle and her family if it's the last thing I ever do. And then Rinna, uh, you know, Rinna, when she was dressed in the top hat and the tails over at uh, Crystal's, what is it, 30th birthday party or something. And was it 30th or 40th? No, she's, I think 40th. 39th, who knows? Rinna goes to Crystal. She's like literally had to poop her pants. And, you know, Rinna's like, I got to get out of here. There's no matches in the bathroom. I got to shit myself. Rinna's like, I'm still really upset about what happened in Ashpin. And Crystal's like, are you serious? You're you're leaving for that? You know, like, but I, you saw a little, like a little dew, dewy dampness on her forehead, which is like when I'm pushing, when I'm trying to hold something in, I get that same... You know, so I knew Rinna, like, it, she, you know, comes off like an asshole, but if you think this girl's had to poop, you know, she has a compacted colon. There's a lot of st- weird stuff going in there, a lot of laxatives, I'm sure. Also, the makeup she uses, toxic, Rinna Rose, sewer water. So that's, you put all that together, that is just a, a bathroom explosion waiting to happen. And I think she got really nervous because no one was paying attention to her at Crystal's party, allegedly. This is just a theory and she had to go, but she was like, I don't want to just go and say, Crystal, I've got to shit my brains out. And so she had to be like, I'm still really upset about what happened in Ashman. And then we have a scene with Erica going, everyone's so quick to condemn my behavior. But if we're going to talk about Erica's behavior, are we going to talk about everybody in this room? Remember, like, this is last week. It was like, it's like when the Xanax catches up with you mid-sentence and she's talking to Diana and Diana's like, what are you talking about? I just smiled and so happy to be here. It's like, everybody's so quick to condemn mommy him, yeah? And then she switches to third person. But if I'm going to talk about Erica's behavior... Oh, uh, we No taglines this week because, frankly, they're even tired of it. It's another beautiful day in Southern California. By the way, Juliana Carrazzo once again took these notes. Thank you, Juliana. This week helped more than you will ever possibly know, seeing that it's one eighteen in the morning and I've spent a day with my family in between Kardashian recaps and all this other shit. So thank you, Juliana. And she just moved, I think, or about to move into a new home. So congratulations. We open up on... A star. That's right. Phoenix. Phoenix Kemsley, one of the best five-year-old actresses I've ever seen in my life. 
it's like Natalie Portman in The Professional could never, you know, like this girl just oozes talent. And it's scary because you realize Dorit realizes that this girl is just way more talented than her mother. And it scares her. You can tell Dorit sometimes is in awe and fearful of like, like she's like, mommy doesn't want you to go that hard in scenes. It was very good. But you tried too. it was too much, too much. You gotta let your mommy have a little scene, huh? Puta Mita. That's where we're gonna send you if you don't relax. So Dreet's like, Mommy's gonna make a quick call, Phoenix. Beep, boop, boop, boop. I just want to call Auntie Kyle because she's filming. And Phoenix is like, She's filming a very scary movie, but it's not a movie. <laughs> Dreet goes, Phoenix? Phoenix? She's filming a very scary movie, but it's not a movie you're going to be able to see because there's boobs and dicks. No, she's like, it's a scary movie. Phoenix, age five, gives the most adorable, disappointed, pouty face. She's like, and Dreek goes, I know. Give me 10 minutes and you can come back. And Phoenix giving more pouty face. Like, oh my God, you thought that pouty face was good? Look at this pouty face. And she holds up five fingers. She's like, five minutes, mommy. And Dreek goes, five minutes. And Phoenix goes, but then I can't see Kyle. And Dreek whispers, 10. And Phoenix holds up three fingers and walks unhappily out of the room. And Dreek goes, I love you, luck bug. And then she like, like, Phoenix, Phoenix, like, like it's almost like Phoenix has a mic and she dropped it, and then she just walks out. And you can tell Dorit is like, "Fuck, did I just get upstage?" But she's like acting like she's like, "Oh my god, I love my daughter." But you could tell she's nervous. You could tell she's like, "Oh my god, will they reach out to Phoenix directly and say we're offering you a housewife slot, but your mom's going to be a friend of next season?" That's what I'm re- that. And I've read this. Radar Online, of course, has done many articles about this. But I'm confirming this. I think uh, Phoenix is getting offered a full-time housewife slot. And Dorit will be going to uh, a friend of. PK actually is close to getting a full-time housewife slot. Dorit's still a friend of. Uh, Dorit gets – by the way, Kyle, you guys, Kyle, remember, is fil- filming the se- one of the sequels to Halloween. This movie just never ends. You thought – you thought this Michael Myers was scary. Think about the numbers of films that this guy's produced. That's the real scare. You know, it would be even scarier if Randall Emmett produced these things. Dorit gets on uh, FaceTime with Kyle, and she's like, hi! And Kyle, you guys, I talk about this with Ronnie and Ben because we literally just talked this week. I was like, does Kyle's character in Halloween, does she switch it up, or does she still have the same bangs, like the, the bangs that she had in the last movie? And I was like, you know how actors like to switch it up, and sometimes they'll confuse changing their hair as like an acting method like you know this time my character has less bangs that's how deep this is and it turns out it's the same hair we get to see in this scene and kyle's like hi honey how are you and you can tell she's in the trailer and you can tell kyle is just so damn psyched that she's in this movie because really it truly is awesome in so many ways it's always awesome to get an acting role but two it's like oh you guys are just housewives i also have acting gigs in big movies with Jamie Lee Curtis, who does the chicest wind chimes you've ever seen. You know, and Dorit's like, oh, I'm just playing with my kids. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. You know, and Phoenix is like, Kyle's like, Phoenix, would you like to come out to set? You know, and Dorit's like, I'd love to. No, I asked for Phoenix. Um, so Dorit goes, oh, 
my goodness, she's in character. Because we see Kyle with the bangs. And Dorit goes, how are you feeling? And Kyle's like, oh, I feel good. And now I've been doing night shoots. So I'm just, I'm having coffee right now. I'm in Georgia, though. So I'm three hours later than you. How is everybody? And Dorit's like, yeah, listen, we were at Crystal's last night for her birthday. It was fun. It was good. And then the evening took a bit of turn. Rinna had a shit herself. No, Rinna left early. Beep boop, hubby boop, boop, boop. And no one really understood why. And then Erica was just like, I think Rinna left because she's got certain feelings in her butt area. She's got certain feelings about the way Kathy behaved the last night. Imagine, I just think, what a pussy. Like, imagine, like, because we all know it's fake first. You know, we all know this is like Rinna being Rinna. But imagine if Rinna really, truly did, was like still genuinely shook. And that's the sad thing is we all know it's just Rinna being Rinna, but it's like you... It's so funny because you imagine like there probably is a handful of people that really would be shook at somebody's outburst, but Rinna wouldn't be one of those people. So it's kind of just funny. Like we're like, oh, okay, she's still doing that. Okay, cool. Rinna's still trying to play that game. Okay, you know. And Kyle was like, well, you know, it was mainly directed towards me. She said a couple things to you girls, you know, but it was mainly about me to me. I don't even know why I did nothing, which is that's what it really was, though. It was sister to sister. And Rinna's like, but it shall show me. <laughs> and Dorit goes, it just feels like she was seen red. And sometimes the easiest people to pick on is your family, right? Beep, boop, 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 boop. At this moment, she turns to Phoenix and goes, shut the fuck up, Phoenix. No. And Kyle's like, no kidding. Dorit goes, I think this is something you can get over. And I think you guys have been through a lot. A lot worse, even. But also, like, no shit. They're sisters. Like, you, what, the fact that you, the fact that, Rena, you're so dumb that you think you would actually come between some sisters, you saw an opportunity. You didn't fit. Like, this is like, this is when age gets to you. This is when athletes, this is like, like Tom Brady of like, maybe you don't come back for that next season. You're going to get hit in the head one time too many, and then you're going to try to go after Kyle and Kathy. And it's just not going to work. And it's sad because you've built up a reputation built of rat lies. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why are we going to ever believe Elisa Renna at this point? Even if she was telling word-for-word truth, would you really care? Would you? I wouldn't. I mean, like, honestly. Also, this is somebody that never owns it for all the times that they say they own it. We've never had an honest conversation about her husband, and we see that it really aggravates her. And we've really, everybody's respected that for the most part. Everybody has respected that. Right? Did she respect what Kathy kind of wanted, even in those text messages that Rena released? No. So Kyle and I talking to I goes, on the final day in Aspen, before we went to the airport, Lisa had told me that the majority of the things that Kathy was saying at my house was about me. Then she didn't want to say exactly what the things were because she didn't want to hurt me, and I don't want to get in, uh, to a place where I can't repair with her again. So it's maybe best I don't know. And Dree goes, come back to L.A. and you have the conversations then. And Kyle's like, okay, 
like honestly like okay don't need your help she leans into the phone and scrunches up her face and she's like you like my character nose ring for the movie and Dorit's like it suits you please don't come back with another broken nose Kyle we're not doing another nose job which by the way my theory was she's not even on a movie set this lady is at a hospital that looks like a movie set where she's getting another facial surgery like that's like every time Kyle goes to get face work she's like Another Halloween movie's filming, filming. I'm going to be gone for a couple months until my face heals. You know, like, there's no, like, these Halloween movies seem like they film every couple weeks. Like, I've got, wait, they're filming the new Halloween movie at Cedar sinai again? That's weird. There was no hospital scenes in the last movie. Oh, no, no, no. They just cut them out of the movie. Like, my theory was that there really genuinely is no Halloween movie, but then I saw... How, by the way, the new Halloween movie gets released on the first day of BravoCon, which I was like, oh, that will be hysterical because they'll probably try to do, like, a secret screening at BravoCon, which is just hysterical. A bunch of Bravo Bravo fanatics watching Halloween. By the way, you know, Medita, if you're listening, we should buy a Kyle wig that I can wear if we go to the Halloween movie. Um, so uh, I was like, no, we're done with those nose surgeries. I'm like, no, you're not. Next scene brings us to Erica's uh, cardboard house, the pool house that she lives in. They, it, it becomes smaller and smaller, and also they hit it from different angles. Like, they usually show it on the right angle, but I noticed this week they show us from the left angle. And Erica goes, well, hello. And she's on the computer, and it says, you are now muted. Pl- you know, press shift command to unmute. And she's like, I know how to unmute myself. Can you hear me now? And Dr. Jen Mann, Erica's psychotherapist, is on a Zoom call. And Dr. Jen Mann is like, now I can. Hi, it's so good to see you. Now, Dr. Jen Mann is one of those TV doctors. She has been on a lot of VH1 shows. You know, and I always think, like, do you study to be a TV psychotherapist? Like, it's weird. Like, you would think it's weird. And I will say this. My old boss... The acting studio I worked with, Dr. Jen Mann was her therapist for a couple of years. And I all I will say is that Dr. Jen Mann is very expensive. Very, you know, better help, not nearly as expensive as Dr. Jen Mann. I I, I mean it's it's I remember seeing a couple of emails with bills and I'd be like, holy shit. Like, I always want to see what the expensive, like, do the expensive psychotherapists, like, blow your fucking mind back? But sadly, I watch this, and I'm like, no, nah, nah. This is even over Zoom. Um, so Erica and I talking to that goes, I got a therapy on and off for the last three years, but since I moved out and filed for divorce, I've definitely made this a regular thing. And Dr. Jen's like, tell me what's going on. Eric's like, uh, I reach out because I want the ability to move on. It's almost like last year was easier because every day it's like I can see the finish line. Now, I'm settling into this and it's really difficult to accept in a way. You saw the finish line last year and now you think you're past the finish line? Dr. Jen, man, like literally, this is like a softball. You're like, uh, girl, you ain't you ain't even started the race yet. Dr. Jen goes, you have to keep in mind that you have a grieving process, which is just such like a therapist to tell you what you want to hear. She's like, oh, interesting, yeah. You said I'm a victim? Cool. 
Um, she's like, that you have had loss of marriage, also the loss of a husband that you thought him to be, and that your marriage and plenty of problems before any of this happened, but that he was not who you thought that he was. And as difficult as he was and as troubled as a lot of his behavior was in the marriage, this is just another whole other level. And you have to grieve the loss of the husband that you had thought and hoped he was and would be. Which she's basically saying, you wanted him to have the money that he said he did to pay for things. And he did for a long time, but then he pulled the rug out from under you. Also, I got to tell you, man, this is like when I watched Selling Sunset is I'm like, I could do this job. Like I could sell real estate. I could do Dr. Jen's job. Like I could literally say this. I could go, Erica, the thing is you planned on a life and you've got that life for so long, so much so that you trusted it and him. And that was the one thing you never let yourself do. You thought, well, have fun. I'm going to get some nice things out of it. But one day you did actually fall in love just because you respected that he took care of you. And just at that moment, when you had given yourself up to him, you found out that he lied, that it was all based on lies. All the money that you so greedily asked for, more and more money each year, you realize that he was lying more and more to get what you wanted. So in a twisted way, he did love you, and he was willing to commit crimes for you. But in essence, you only loved him for what he was able to provide for you. But Tom loved you for you. <laughs> See, I can bullshit that so easily. Are you kidding me? And Erica's like weeping. She's like, uh, 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 I get so much dick. And Erica's like, yeah, yeah. And the talking head Erica goes, I've never met anybody like Tom Girardi. This man met John Wayne. She goes, I miss the Tom that was loving. That was a good time. That had a beautiful smile. Big blue eyes. I have big blue eyes. That made everybody feel good. He was magic. Sounds like she only deals with the good things about people, especially when they're giving her stuff. Like, it's funny how good people are when they're like, and he gave me panther rings. Yeah, he blew money up my butt. It was nice. We get a flashback to 2016. Erica's opening up an envelope that Tom gave her. And she's like, you took the hint. <laughs> and she takes a design out of that panther ring. And she's like, that's amazing. And Tom's like, isn't that great? Isn't that great? Isn't that great? <laughs> it's like it's wonderful and then we get a flashback to 2020 and tom's like i'm really proud of you erica right before she went to do chicago on broadway and eric's like thank you for saying that <laughs> and she's like starts crying because there is something like of look how far i've gotten because of you i really truly think that's what that moment was of like wow you told me if i choose you you will make things happen for me and look, I'm actually going to Broadway. Like, it worked. And that's why this is even more tragic. Because you worshipped a false idol. You know? Um, and then they were kind of talking to him. He goes, but as sweet as he can be, he can flip on you. It was really ugly. Flashback to Tom with uh, Lisa Vanderpump. And Tom's like, you have great looks. And Erica's like, Great intellect. Tom goes, excuse me, Erica. This is me talking, not, not you. And then Tom's like, I'm running the operation, baby. And Erica's like, no, shit. Pardon me, Erica. Pardon me, Erica. 
uh, why don't you talk to me when you met John Wayne as a little boy? Eric and I talking that goes, that motherfucker was Maine. Erica, you are one of the meanest people I've ever seen on TV. So I, I, I'm guessing, Tom, like you inherited that from him. Dr. Jen, the psychotherapist worth millions, says, in one fell swoop, you lost your marriage. You lost your financial security. You lost your dick. You lost friends. You have to figure out what you need to do about with your feelings about all of this and about people who were harmed by someone that you loved for many years. And Erica's like, I'm going to say something that's not popular. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, welcome to the last two seasons of your show, Erica. Like, when have you said something that was popular? She goes, I was harmed, too. Because <laughs> my name is Erica Jane, and I'm a victim. There are other victims that have lost family members. But I've lost the kind of money that you wipe your ass with. For clothes and earrings and jewelry and cars that go vroom vroom. This is the ballad of Erica Jane. Boom, boom. You think Tundarati might not remember the fame that he tried to give me. This is the ballad of Erica Jane. Just know those plane crash victims got what was due to them, which means they died while I live on this earth having to pay the price. Tom has left me with just a bucket of fries. I've got no money to feed Mikey. Leia, my assistant, works on food stampies. I'm still worried. You know, these songs are just spur of the moment. So if I could get an orchestration behind them, they would fly, baby. They would fly. So once again, though, Erica wants to point out, you guys, she's a victim too. Guys, remember, it's important. And a psychotherapist goes that she's paying. She goes, I know. And Erica's like, damn, you're good. Wow. Erica and I are talking to her goes, I think Tom probably didn't think the rules applied to him because it always worked out. I want to believe that it got away from him and not that he orchestrated it this way. Which, who knows, right? But it almost kind of would be interesting if he did orchestrate it that way because it would have proved what Erica hates the most, that she was made to look like a fool. Erica prides herself as one of the smartest people out there. What this show has proven to us is that she's not. Like, I, you know, I told you, I don't know how many people listen to every show I do. Probably 2%. But I talked about that last week at some episode where I was like, the two times I listened to my gut, I was completely wrong. And they always tell you to listen to your gut. And the two times I have, I was so wrong. <laughs> it was like painfully wrong. And it was shot. It was like, it, it rocks your foundation. You're like, fuck, I don't know anything. And this is what I feel is that Erica thought she was smarter than Tom. And then in the end, she realized Tom was potentially playing her as well. Just for a slice of the Erica Jane pie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Erica's wiping tears away from her face, which, by the way, very blotchy in this scene. Uh, I, I applaud her for that. Very real. She's like, I really risk becoming hateful, becoming mean, becoming something I don't want to be. And unfortunately, I'm easily provoked at this point. Oh, my God. Erica's at risk of becoming hateful and mean. Oh, my God. Erica. Oh, my God. Look behind you. It, you have already. It's, hap it's happened already. You, it's, it, you're currently in that state. Dr. Jen goes, look, Erica, 
we need you to pay the bill. No, look, Erica, you grew up in a family where there was not room for you to have feelings and it reinforces some negative thoughts and beliefs about yourself, which by the way, I would be comfortable with more negative thoughts and beliefs from Erica. Like I would be comfortable if she'd admit more. And Erica's like, sure. And also reinforces my dick. No, she goes, it also reinforces the public's negative thoughts and beliefs. And Jen's like, stop running for it. I'm afraid. I don't blame you, and that's okay. You're only human. I'm just so afraid. Dr. Jen goes, I think you need to operate under the assumption that people are going to come at you. And I think you got to change your mindset to acceptance. How long does that last again? <laughs> I would love if they did a Goodwill hunting thing where Robin Williams corners Matt Damon, and he's like... It's not your fault. And Matt Damon's like, I know, I know. No, it's not your fault. I know, I know. No, look at me. It's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. And then he starts breaking. Like, it's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. But I'm saying it's not your fault. <laughs> That's how I want Erica Jane to go. So uh, Dr. Jane goes, it lasts the shortest when you resist it the least. Tom said the same thing the first time they did anal. Hey, I'm joking. This is a family show. And it lasts the longest when you don't face it, Dr. Jen says. And Erica goes, "Ah, fuck. And we get to the pretty mess hair pop-up shop. Oh, guys, there is nothing more fun than fake hair at a pop-up shop. We see people setting up displays at a restaurant called Tattle known as the Spanish Fun and Fine Dining, rated one of the 25 restaurants in the world worth flying for by USA Today today with locations in Madrid, Ibiza. Does anybody ever know why we call Ibiza? You're supposed to pronounce it Ibiza. It always makes me like Ibiza. Have you been? Uh, Butthead, have you been to Ibiza? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Butthead? (laughs) Sorry. And Beverly Hills. Which, by the way, thank you. That was a great note, Juliana. You just threw that in there. I love that. Mikey's like, did you meet Vanessa, the party planner? And Eric's like, how are you? Mikey's like, she helped us pull this whole thing together. And Eric's like, thank you, Vanessa. By the way, there's like a couple of like really badly photoshopped photos of Erica in this horse hair. And that's it. There's like a couple of bartenders. I'm like, wow, Vanessa really pulled this all together. People are arriving. Erica's hairstylist, Caesar, puts the finishing touches on her fake hair. Lainey Brody, a reporter for People, goes, are you ready? And Erica's like, yeah. Lainey's like, we've heard a lot of things are going on. How are you feeling? And Erica's like, <laughs> Erica in the talking hair goes, a lot of articles have surfaced about Kathy's behavior at the nightclub. We see news flashes. Radar online. Kathy Hilton has meltdown during Aspen trip. Got in a shouting match with nightclub employee over Michael Jackson. Miss Cassie, Miss Kathy, thank you for standing up with me at your Aspen nightclub. It's me, Michael. Hee hoo. And reality blurb. Kathy Hilton accused of meltdown amid heated dispute with staff in Aspen as her rep denies claims. Eric and Atakane goes... I don't know how they got this level of detail. Well, I do. <laughs> I mean, it's Lisa Rinna, and there's probably a little bit of you involved as well. Like, I like when people that have been on the show for years all of a sudden act like fucking idiots. I mean, I don't know how things get out to press. I don't know how it must be magic. Eric is like, Everything's not hunky-dory, so there you go. What a quote, Erica. Thank you for giving people the exclusive. And Lainey's like, oh, okay. 
you're going to be an idiot. I see what she did. I see what she did there. Lainey's kissing Erica's ass. Erica thinks she's Dave Chappelle all of a sudden. Erica in a talking head goes, this is a juicy story. Everybody would love to have the story that Kathy held down a meltdown and asked me in a nightclub cussing out the managers and screaming in Kyle's face and then acting like an asshole at the coach act. People saw it. But I ask you, dear audience, what's the difference between this and Erica Jane losing her shit on Sutton at Kathy Hilton's house last season? Just that we weren't in public? There were still cameras there. What's the difference when they were overseas when Rena and Kim Richards got into a fight and Rena broke a glass? What's the difference? Is that these things didn't make it to Radar Online? But honestly, what's the difference? And Lady's like, well, thank you very much. It was really a pleasure. And Eric's like, thank you. Rinna shows up in long, fake hair, yelling, yay, pretty mesh hair, pretty mesh hair, <laughs> pretty mesh hair. And Eric's like, looks like you're ready. I'm ready, honey. I'm ready. I've pooped all day. I'm clean as a whistle. <laughs> I'm not leaving early tonight. And they're going to talk to her. goes, I've been to a million product receptions, but I want to make this pop-up shop casual. You know, pass on by, get some hair. If you, like, listen, if I ever said something like, hey, pass on by, get some hair, I'd be like, oh, my God. I'm going to a Jeffrey Dahmer party. Like, this is like, pass on by and get some hair. Like, weird. One month earlier, Eric is like, uh, instead of giving a party and having the girls, my friends, hair, why don't we invite the ladies and the stylists? And everyone's happy. And Rena was like, I was like, Scott, you got work to do. <laughs> I guess Scott's her stylist. Shri arrives and goes, hey. And Rena's like, hey, Shri, how are you? And then Erica Sutton is there. And Erica's like, there she is. She rises above. And Sutton's like, I'll say, I'll say the olive branch. And you rose above my petty ass. I did. And then Eric Eric kisses her. And I appreciate it. Flashback to the evening at Kyle's in Aspen when they called, uh, you know, Sutton a cunt. Um, and Eric is like, I'm going to invite you to my hair party. And if you don't say no, I won't have any respect. I said, well, I'm not coming. You didn't come to my... Good. I respect that. And then Erica, in this present day, goes, I'm glad you're here. And I really appreciate it. Like, Erica is in no place to be mean to anyone, yet she still finds time to be mean. And that's what you call an Olympian. No. And um, Sutton in a talking head goes, I want Erica to know that I want her to be successful. I say, I say, I want her to beat all of this. We get a flashback to two weeks earlier on the snowmobile ride where Sutton's like, I really like you. And Erica goes, <laughs> I like you too. We just need to work it out. You don't need to work out nothing, Sutton. I swear to God. Sutton's assistant, the, what, what, what's his name, Sean? Like, Sutton, what, the, 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 the Southern assistant. Dude, get her to be like, you don't need Erica, dude. You got plenty of friends. Like, you're in the driver's seat. Don't pull, don't do this shit. Don't kowtow to weak people. Sutton in a talking head goes, Oh, I want her to show the world that you can do right. You know, get yourself together and rebuild, I say, I say. Sutton's like, Well, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, Echo, we got some roots. And Eric's like, Of course, that's why it hurts. And if I didn't care, it wouldn't hurt. 
if somebody's such an asshole to you, but then all of a sudden they say it's because it hurts, to me that's abusive. It's pretty much gaslighting somebody. I don't believe it. And at the end of the day, you're just happy you're getting attention. And you're still able to be an asshole. Sutton in the talking head goes, well, so by showing up, hopefully I'm telling her, do it. And Eric's like, did you see anything you liked? Now, well, Sutton's makeup artist goes, yeah, I picked the hair color for your hair to Sutton. And Eric's like, okay, well, hook it up. Like, give her a 10% discount. <laughs> you got a coupon, son? And so I was like, well, listen, I just look at y'all. Y'all do the makeup. I do makeup. You do hair. I do care. Hey, I say, I say, I don't know anything about all this. And Crystal arrives and he's like, come on in. And Crystal's like, hi. And Eric's like, are you as hot as I am? Referring to the sweater dresses she and Crystal are wearing. Dorit arrives in a, you know, Dior Giador shirt, you know. Oh. Uh, Probably a hand-me-down from Phoenix. Phoenix was like, Mommy, you can wear my Geodor, Geodor shirt. Um, Eric is like, Okay, let's go play with some hair. And Chris is like, Okay. And Eric is like, This is most of my colors. They show a sad rack of dirty hair. Like the kind of hair where you're like, How did this get in my hamburger helper? You know, like when you're at Chili's. And you look down, you're like, how the fuck did this long of a hair get in my salad? And that's the kind of hair that they flash. <laughs> Crystal goes, I love anime. Because Erica puts a pig wig on her. And Crystal goes, oh my god, I look like Blackpink. And Dorit goes, this is like the best party ever. Dorit, stop. Calm down. Erica's like, has everybody chosen their color? Give me your credit card. Dorit's like, there's my girl. I was like, where's my girl? Dorit's hairstylist, Haley, arrives. You can tell Haley's like, Dorit, you're going to get a rash if you wear this hair. Uh, Ren's like, I'm getting touched up. They're putting a soul in me. <laughs> Scott, her hairstylist, is touching her hair. <laughs> Crystal goes, Wait, are you wearing her extensions, Lisa? And Ren goes, I'm not. <laughs> I'm wearing a wig. <laughs> it's a real wig, not like Erica's hair. <laughs> and Erica's like, still hot. And Ren goes, it's so funny. When Harry's around, we do regular Rena, where I look like a little boy. <laughs> he wants me in a t-shirt and jeans. No makeup, just regular short hair. <laughs> If I put on a wig, that man's going solo camping. <laughs> Crystal goes, Rob likes the glam. Yeah, he does. And Rena goes, Rob likes the glam. And Crystal goes, yeah, because, you know, I'm so basic all the time. And Rena goes, what is PK like, Dorit? And Dorit goes, PK likes the drama. Sometimes he won't pay bills for years. Oh, you mean me? Okay, oh, oh. he likes me with heels. And Dorit and Tiny goes, PK likes when I dress up so much, people, Bobby, boop, boop, boop. He's even said he'd love to see me doing the dishes in high heels. Well, I would give anything to see PK doing a dish once in his life ever. She hits every word in that sentence. It's truly unbelievable. All of a sudden that we see Diana Jenkins is there. Which I think my theory is correct, is that Diana is the one that has gotten most of her scenes cut from this season because she actually did season the cis Bravo people. So everybody can say what they want about Kathy, but I feel like we've really heard a lot of Kathy's story. We just didn't get to see the scene. 
But how does Rena feel like she's been silenced? We've gotten most of her complaints. Kathy admits to a lot of this. You know, the I just feel like it's so poorly planned from Rena. Like this is what you did. Like I'm like I'm not hoping, but I'm secretly wishing that Rena brings it for the reunion because it's like this almost is sad of like how far you know like oh the mighty have fallen. Like she used to be a bone collector. She used to be somebody that really was able to throw people under the bus. And this is like throwing somebody under a slow bus. It's like, oh my God, this is what you think is is bringing it? It makes me sad. Like, it was like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's like that, let's get you to bed, grandma. Like, don't wear yourself out. Like, it, like she, Rena almost seems winded doing this at times. Um, Diana's like, success? And Eric is like, I don't know. This is what we would consider a pop-up shop. But we're completely and totally in business online. Diana's phone rings, and I was like, "Hello, oh my God, how are you? How are you doing?" We see Sir Elton John, rock and roll icon, and what can you say? Who doesn't fucking love Elton John? This guy is an icon, and he's like, "I, oh, I'm just calling to say thank you so much for coming on board at the Oscars again." And he's wearing those big, goofy Elton John sunglasses. I have nothing bad to say about Elton John, except that I don't like that he's friends with Diana Jenkins. Like, it just feels like, oh, this is goodbye Yellow Brick Road, man. Like, this is where you, you're just you're just friendly with just rich, rich people. Like, man, like, you are an amazing songwriter. I mean, Bernie Toppin writes all the lyrics, but you write beautiful music. You sing beautifully. This is, like, I just don't see it. I'm like, man, like, that's what it is. When you just get rich, you try to make friends with just super rich people that can fund your causes. So he's like, oh, I got to call into Beverly Hills today, so Diana will give us millions for the Oscars. And this is where it all started, too, remember? The fight between Rinna and Sutton, because Sutton, Sutton invited Rinna and Harry on her dime. And Rinna was like, no, we got free tickets. They wanted Harry. Elton was needing Harry there. Diana and the Tiger goes, I used to live in London across from very famous China store, and we both are collector of fine China <laughs> people. No, she goes, allegedly. El and she's like, Elton and his husband David, they were buying China, and I just walked in with fur coat and flip-flop and looking very crazy. <laughs> and they were like, who is that? And it was love at first sight. Oh, my God. If that's true, Elton John falls in love with homeless people every day. Like... Who is that? Who is the man with the newspaper over his whole body? <laughs> Elton's like, you're the best. I'm so excited. The best. And Diana goes, oh, I love you so much. And Elton's like, we'll celebrate you on Oscar night along with movies. And Diana's like, bye, love you. Uh, Diana and Diana goes, I have many, many stories with Elton and David, but I'm not sure I can share them. Like, what does that even mean? Elton John has been sober now, supposedly, for like 30 years. What stories do you have with Elton and David? One time I gave Elton money. <laughs> Don't tell. And then another time I gave Elton more money and David too. And then another time was so crazy I gave David and Elton more 
money. I can so dirty this story. And Eric's like, that's sweet. Diana's like, so sweet. Dorico's, Rina, this is so up my street here. Dorico motions to Rina's outfit, and Rina goes, Chom Ford. And Dorico goes, really? Chom Ford denim, which sounds painful. And Dorico goes, Tom Ford, shut the front door. And Rina goes, I don't think you can get it. <laughs> I think it's one of a kind. And Dorico goes, yeah, I rented it. You can rent fucking anything. <laughs> Eric is like, don't I know it. Um, Dorit goes, how are you doing, my angel girl? Who? Dorit is so kooky. Who? Would you ever describe Rena as your angel girl? My little angel girl. My little pixie-haired angel girl with fart breath. You've got shit breath, my little angel girl, Rena. And Rena's like, I'm okay. And Dorit's like, I haven't spoken to you in a few days. And Rena goes, I know, since Crystal's. And Dorit goes, Crystal came down. She said, you left. And I said, what do you mean she left? There's no way she'd leave without saying goodbye. And Rena goes, it's not something I normally do. I had the shits. You know that. I never, ever did. But in the moment, I just said, I gotta go. I gotta go. And Rena goes, I completely understand. And Rena goes, I've always really cared about Kathy. No, you haven't. You've always really cared about God. Like, when you deal with somebody that speaks, not even in lies, but these are lies that she believes. Like, Rena believes she truly, deeply cares about people. I've always really cared about the Kardashians. They're heart sisters, you know? And Drew goes, I know! And Rena goes, and so, I just don't know what the fuck to do. Well, Rena, you could... St- Stay out of it. I know it's crazy. It's a new concept. It's like where you like saw it, you realized she was going through something, and then you realize, well, that's family. Let them work it out. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm just spitballing. I was at the top of my head, like leave, leave it the fuck alone. But like, you have a different plan, and you're doing great. <laughs> and goes, Kathy's called me, and I've spoken to her. Kathy remembers everything, and she's not proud of her behavior at all, I'll have you know. This is far more about Kathy and Kyle than it is about anything else, period. She was very much like, my behavior's wrong. She was apologetic. I said, listen, Kathy. And Rena goes, well, she should probably come say that to me. Why? Why would anybody have to say anything to Rena? Like, I mean, I like, can you sign for these depends? Like, what they, like, Postmates, can you sign for this Chachi medicine? Can you sign, like, why would Kathy need to come, like, where she should probably say that to me? Well, no, Kathy's actually, Kathy doesn't need to at all. Like, Rena, I don't know how, like, you don't matter in this sense. You're like, also, Kathy is a friend of. The way you're acting is you are making her a housewife of all housewives, girl. Like, my God. Like, what are you doing? Dorit goes, that's what I told her. I said that I don't know what happened with you and Rinna in the van. But to Kathy, Kathy doesn't think anything happened. Kathy thinks Rinna just listened to her. Rinna goes, she tried to silence me. And Dorit goes, oi. And Rinna and I talking to you goes, she sent me a text. And she reads from her phone message from Kathy and it goes, Please, 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 please do not say anything we discussed. Otherwise, it'll make a huge scene that everyone gets dragged into. No bueno. And Rene goes, but but bueno is spelled wrong. And Rene goes, it was a veiled threat. 
and I don't do well with that kind of thing. And Rico's, no. And guys, let's speak. Can we speak frankly? How many texts have you gotten like that from your friends? Like, hey, sorry I was bagging on our other friend tonight. Could you keep that? I was going through something. I'm sorry. It, like, it's a simple request. Like, yo, can you please not? That's not like a failed threat. It's like, could you please? I realize I was like out of, like you saw me at a weak moment. Like, am I seeing this completely wrong? Rinna reads another text, goes, please, it goes further than you would want to know. Silence is golden. I am staying silent. Four heart emojis. Once again, it goes further than you would want to know, which means her and Kyle, their relationship. They have had a rocky relationship for so long, don't get involved in family stuff. And he goes, I care about Kathy, and I told her, the worst thing you could do is not face it and try to run from it because it makes so much worse. I said, then you go on an Instagram Live. They show Kathy on an Instagram Live with E! Entertainment. And this is with... This is with um, Donald... I'm blanking on his last name, who is like the head of Bravo's social media. And he's a really funny dude, and he's the guy in the interview. And he's like, I just read something that um, uh, about you and Aspen. And she's like, I just read that I was screaming and throwing things. That is not me. And I really don't like people saying something like that. So, I don't know. Like, listen, like I told you earlier, there's shit going on in my family that I can't talk about. So if somebody then goes, well, Ryan, I know what's going on with your family and why aren't you telling everybody exactly what's going on? I'd be like, well, because I can't because there's other people involved and I just, I've been asked not to share. Like, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, wait, because she's on E! Entertainment, she has to tell everything that happened about her bad behavior? This isn't the Supreme Court. In fact, the Supreme Court, if you were there, you'd even lie more. Renee goes, she goes on Instagram Live to read. And she lies. They're lies. They're not even true. I know. And I said, I said that. She totally understood. Does she know that she lied? <laughs> Does she know? I don't know, Rena. Does she? Dory goes, she's 1,000 took ownership. Again, like I'm saying this. Well, I was in the house with her. She said I was in the house alone. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And once again, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Dame. Now, Dame, you can discover your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys. It's discreet shipping, it's hassle-free returns, and it's a whole lot of fun. You can shop for couples or you can even shop for solo toys. Now, they have sent me, um, they have sent me uh, both toys that I'll mention, the Ava and the Air. And they even uh, sent their 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 oil, their special oil that goes along with it. And uh, I have to tell you, uh, listen, I am not a female, obviously, but these reviews from females that you can read on their sites or even just look up Dame products are incredible. Also, they have been featured in Rolling Stone, Cosmopolitan, Women's Health, and Vice. Uh, this is a great company designed by women, run by women. Awesome. So. The first product I'm going to talk about is the Ava. It's a couple's product. So let's be honest. They always say sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. My God, I think that's true. That's why Dame Products designed Ava, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hand-free toy, Ava, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body, and it stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract, from pleasure. Ava is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover your new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you'll look forward to. Uh, and like I said, they sent me this and they sent me the, the product Air, which is actually for solo use. I will say this, just the design itself, it looks kind of like a piece of art. Does that make sense? Like these designs are weirdly beautiful. It's like a sculpture of some sort. Um, but Dame, you can get 15% off your order of anything at Dame Products. So power up your pleasure with any of these toys that I talked about today or other toys from Dame Products, go to dameproducts.com and use so bad today for 15% off site-wide. That's code so bad to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. And by the way, I had the uh, the ladies from Pink Shade on this week, and they were talking about Dame as well. And it's full. I was sitting here talking about other podcasters with Dame, and we were both saying, we're like, great company, great company. Uh, they are. They're a great company. Go check them out. Back to the Instagram Live, Kathy goes, well, I was kind of left by myself in the house at one point. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kathy, that I'm so sorry to Rena that Kathy didn't feel your presence where you said you barricaded yourself against the door. I'm sorry, Rena. I maybe, and I hate to break this to you, you might not be that memorable. And when you push this hard, you make yourself somebody that's easy to forget. Nobody likes a, a try hard. Honestly. 
I was in. Why didn't she say on E Entertainment that I was in the house with her? <laughs> what is she going to be like? Well, I uh, I was in the house. Lisa Rinna, she said she barricaded herself in the door. Uh, I didn't get to see her because she was just whimpering with tears, just begging for God to save her. Uh, but it was just me and her. Um, and poor Tom, he just this huge grin plastered on his face. And Dreet's like, Rinna, the only person that can answer for it, the only person is Kathy. And Rinna's like, I would prefer to answer for everyone. Yeah, it's Kathy. Okay, well, let's go sit down. Enough of this. Enough. Where are we going to go with this? I don't know, Rinna. I've been asking it for a couple episodes. Where are we going to go with this? You've done another thing, another hit. Like, it's like Rena's almost like, are we close to the end of the season? Because I would like to get my hands in shit. <laughs> and I'm backed up. And Tree's like, what's going on, ladies? And Rena's like, well, I think Dorit. Well, let's have Dorit. The ladies order drinks for the drama. And Dorit goes, okay, the last time I saw Lisa, Lisa was at your beautiful birthday party. Crystal smiles. Rena goes, beautiful. And Drew goes, really lovely. And Lisa left. Flashback to one week earlier. Rene goes, I'm so sorry. I need to go home. And Chris goes, okay. Rene goes, I'm still really upset about what happened in Aspen. And Drew goes, I think Lisa, in that moment, she was feeling a lot of things after Aspen. The last night we were there, Kathy, she was not herself that night. No shit. She was in PJs, for the love of God. She wanted to play a song at the DJ booth. And Rene goes, it was Billie Jean. Billie Jean is not my lover. And, okay, cool. <laughs> Kathy wanted to be, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, thank you for giving me residuals in the afterlife. It's me, Michael. <laughs> Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, would you make sure they play my musical memories in Aspen, Miss Kathy? <laughs> and Tree's like, and the DJ refused? And when he goes, yep. And Tree goes, off with his head. How did you not play Billie Jean? And Chris is like, I would not have played Billie Jean right now. And Tree's like, Billie Jean? And Rena goes, I love Billie Jean. Okay, so Rena says she yelled at the DJ because he wouldn't play Billie Jean. But even Rena loves Billie Jean. So was Rena like, yeah, motherfucker, play Billie Jean. Now... The weird part of this story, and the part where I can't go there with Kathy on, and the part that I do not approve of, is, and I, I, I would actually want to know about this part, is that supposedly Kathy said a slur towards the gay DJ, uh, the F slur, and I don't, I don't jive with that. Like if that's true, that's not cool. I don't dig it. You know, I, and I, that is something that I would tell Kathy of like Kathy. You can bag on your sister because it's your sister. You can do that. But you can't call gay men the F-slur. You just can't. Like, that to me is easy. But, like, we're not talking about that right here. We're talking about Billie Jean. <laughs> you know? So, Crystal Tagnia goes, am I surprised some of these women do not know that requesting Michael Jackson is problematic these days? No. But what am I? Just a millennial? Um, here's the deal. And I think I probably disagree with a lot of people here. I watched that Finding Neverland, that documentary on HBO, and my opinion of Michael Jackson changed uh, completely. Sometimes when something is so weird, I mean, you know, fame happens and it makes people even weirder. But if you look at Michael Jackson's history, how he was raised, uh, like even look at Janet Jackson documentaries, like remember, I always say two things can be true at once. You know, he can mean the world to you and he can still have a dark side. 
I, I always find it so weird when people can't imagine. And it's like, look at your family. Like you, everybody has one of their family members that has had some sort of dark side where you're like, no fucking way. I can't believe that. But this Finding Neverland documentary, I'm sorry. Like people are like, well, it was unsubstantiated and all that. But like, just watch it. Like I, I, I usually kind of like now judge bullshit for a living. And these were very credible people that actually came forward with something so intense and to me so believable. Like you, you can sense when something is real. I don't know. Like I, don't, I would always say just watch it. But also with that, Michael Jackson made some of the greatest movie, pop music known to man. But also there's so much good music. I always say this like about R. Kelly. Like, yeah, I kind of miss a couple of R. Kelly songs. But guess what? There's so much good music out that I don't need to listen to it. I'm a fan of so many other things. It's just not worth it for me. But that's my own personal opinion. Everybody's free to have their own. When he goes, someone told her to go back to L.A. And he goes, she told me it was the manager that said, go back to L.A., not the DJ. I was trying to tell her, Kathy, this is not personal. This is the way they are. And Eric was like, Diana bought him off for 200 bucks. So it really... I love that Erica's like, I kind of, I, I wanted a couple hundred too. Diana wouldn't give it to me. And Diana was like, I went around. It was a low price. And Diana's like, she should know that game better than me. She was born into that game. I only learned it later. He, much later after many. Like, what does that even mean? And Erica's like, she wasn't born into that. She married into that game. We all married in. Don't compare yourself to Kathy, Erica. Like, I always like, like, listen. <laughs> you know. <a> pl <laughs> listen. I mean, you, you. <laughs> yeah, you. Listen, Kathy is not in any position where you're in. Don't. We all married into it. Uh, from what I know, Rick isn't threatened uh, with million dollar lawsuits, nor is Kathy. And Diana goes, okay, she married into the game, okay, but either way. Diana talking to her goes, people at clubs don't really care who you are, where you come from. They're there to make money. The way the game works is you tip, and you tip your way to the best table or to your drinks. So if I know game, Kathy should know game. Which, by the way, in essence, this is how she's got to be friends with Elton John. The way the game works is you give money to Elton, and then Elton hang with you. <laughs> Doritos, we could not get a drink for so long. Diana went, gave the guy 200, and said, please, get us drinks. And Tree's like, but even for her, I'm sure people don't disrespect her like that. Because I'll tell you, when I came to that hat shop, Kathy was outside on the phone, and she was absolutely agitated. Flashback to Kathy outside Kimo Sabi, the hat store. I am fucking pissed off. Shri goes, that was that day. And Rena, with her mouth gaping in fake surprise, the poop smell just reeking out of her mouth, goes, so it started at the hat shop? And Shri goes, well, I don't know. She was shaking. And Rena realizing she ordered 818 tequila in that moment. She goes, no. And Erica's like, she was shaking out the club. Rena goes, are you kidding? Shri goes, she was shaking like she was so agitated. No. Yeah. Oh, 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 wow. Rena has one of the biggest girl boners I've ever seen. Rena goes, Shri is telling me that she shot Kathy outside really mad. <laughs> it gives me an understanding that it started earlier in the day. And it makes me believe 
that my ordering the Kardashian Jenner tequila is what set her off. First off, it's Kendall Jenner's tequila, numb nuts. It's not Kardashian Jenner. Give Kendall the credit that she deserves. This lady, Kendall Jenner, nobody gives her credit. She knows how to work, walk in a straight line. That's her main job, right? Tequila is a side job, and she does that well as well. I don't think she has anything to do with it, but it's, you know, it's in bottles. But what Kendall's magic really truly is, and I talk about this on the Patreon this week, this girl, you like, oh, I've seen people that can walk a straight line. Have you seen Kendall do it? That girl, if you give her point A to point B, she's going to walk it. That's, it's special. Um, also, I don't believe Rena didn't know that it set her off. Listen, we watched that episode and we all connected the dots. It wasn't like, fla- it, the, the story wasn't told in flashbacks. We all saw this. So I don't know why it is surprising to anyone about this. Um, so Kathy, <laughs> can I try a little shot of that 818 tequila? Let's see what it tastes like. And I just want to try it because my friend Kendall Jenner's tequila. And Kathy's like, I cannot f- fucking believe what she just said. <laughs> By the way, uh, Juliana, who was taking the note, says, I paused the screen and she was typing and she says, Kyle is right next to Rinna in that scene, looking at her with a look on her face like, oh, no, you're not really doing that. Also, why does Rinna need to give an explanation to a bartender why they want to drink something if she wasn't trying to push something in Kathy's face? That's a great point. Why do you say it's my friend Kendall Jenner's tequila? Like, I don't say to a bartender, like, I want a glass of Fernet Bronca because bartenders in San Francisco told me it was really good. And then we started drinking it and I kind of got a taste for it. Like, I don't have to give a story. In fact, they don't usually prefer you telling them they want to get a tip, you know. But Rinna wanted to push that out there. And it is very Rinna to want to see somebody hurt. If anything, all of this is just highlighting that Rinna is the black-hearted person, that she truly does like seeing other people in pain. And she is so, and she's just, she used to be, have have like a light touch with it. Now she's just heavy-handed and you can see her coming, you know? Rinna and I talking to her goes, because Kathy is so fucking jealous of the Kardashians. Rinna, this is the same person that when your daughter got like, you know, hooked out to Scott, she was like, Scott, <laughs> Chris will take my calls. And then she realized that Chris, you know, like Scott was like one season away from never being on the Kardashians again. And it was like, Amelia Bedelia, get away. And not Amelia, never date Scott either. Not Amelia is the other one, Delilah. Um, sometimes I forget her name, so I just call her not Amelia. And I'm sure Rena does the same thing, but... Like, give me a break, Rena. I've never seen somebody want to be a dollar store version of Kris Jenner more in my life. If there was a Lifetime movie, Lisa Rena wouldn't even get that role. She would get, like, the Lifetime copy cut version of a Lifetime movie. Like, Rena would be... Rena would be the Kris Jenner in a Lifetime movie where Kris Jenner is played by another actor and Rena is playing Kris Jenner in a Lifetime movie within a Lifetime movie, if that makes sense. It would be so meta. Um, and also this is somebody that has worked in soap operas and Melrose place for most of her life. I just don't see why anybody gives Rena the time of day. And that's what happens when you build up these ladies and you give them multiple seasons that they don't deserve. Cause then they go in with their like cocky. It's like Jose Canseco. It's like test Rena for steroids at this point. You know, Rena goes, she was not attacking me in any way. It was about how she really feels. 
about certain things and people. Like certain things. Like, I'll tell you about toilet paper. I hate it. It rubs my ass raw. And then she goes, and blood in this group. Blood in this group. Like, I love how she's talking like an outbacksman, you know, like, and bloodlines. Dorit was like, was there anything other than Kyle? Everybody goes, yes, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going any further with you guys. I can't go any further. And she starts to fake tear up. Rena talking to her goes, Kathy spoke about all these women. Some she lumped together. And I was like, lumped together? Was she like Chris Sutton? And I was like, Crystal and Sutton. Pieces of shit. They would fucking be fired. Like, why are they even here? <laughs> Rena, if Kathy truly did say these things, I would be like, yo, can we move Kathy up to full-time housewife? Like, listen, if this is true, Kathy is the true villain that we've all been wanting. Like... Rena can't really fill those shoes anymore. Kathy, if you really said these things, come forward, me lady. Like, good. Amazing. This is what we all say Rena's like a good villain. No. Rena isn't a good villain. Rena doesn't. Like, this is a villain. Rena is putting words in Kathy's mouth. And Rena talks shit about other ladies and talking head, not to their face. Dorit goes, well, she said, I never said anything about you, Dorit. Is that true? Rinna and talking head goes, the thing she said about Dorit is that she was stupid, useless, idiot. Once again, like, and Kathy, I bet Kathy was like, but Phoenix is a star. And I was like, yeah. Shree goes, so she literally said everybody's name. Rinna and talking nigga goes, it was a barrage of, I can't fucking believe I have to be around you fucking peons. I don't like them. Why do I have to be with them? They need to go away. They're idiots. I have to do everything around here. This is my show, by the way. I have big deals over at NBC. I'm the new Scheinfeld. Everyone is protecting me, and I will fucking ruin Kyle. First off, that is such a run-on sentence that Kathy supposedly said. I believe 30% of this, like, you know, it's like my mom complaining about NBC because she doesn't know how to work the cable box. You know, like, I will ruin NBC. When it's like, well, let me put it this way, ladies. Garcelle and I came out better than anybody in this situation. Also, I don't buy this, too, because if Kathy, anything, she would badmouth Rinna. It's like, and you, you fucking whore, you try to get my sister Kim. Fuck you. You ain't shit. Like, you know, if this truly was, like, Kathy doesn't like Rena. Crystal antagonizes. says, Kathy said, look, I might have lost my temper. I was really upset at my sister. And the producer goes, so Kathy didn't say anything to you about an epic meltdown using specific language, talking shit about everyone within the group? And Crystal goes, no, Kathy never said any of that. And producer goes, who do you believe or not believe? And Crystal goes, right now, I believe Kathy. And she smiles. I will say this once again. Crystal is a reliable narrator still at this point. She hasn't completely been embroiled in a lie. She had that one moment earlier in the season with Sutton, remember, at the Palm Springs house. But other than that, Crystal is still pretty even-scaled in terms of not a big liar. Dree goes, I really, really thought Kathy was going to be here. And Rina goes, but why isn't she here? I don't know, Rinna. She's fucking busy. Like, what? Kathy does have a liar. Kathy is actually... I hate to say it. Kathy's kind of more of a legend than you are. And even 
sibling, like, you know, the siblings, the offspring, it's all more than you've done. The only place you've done better than Kathy is husband-wise. But even that could be argued because Kathy got the Hilton name from her husband. And Sutton goes, well, maybe she's just busy. And Eric was like, like Garcelle like texted me and said, I have a job to do. They show a scene of Garcelle, only scene we see this episode, entering her studio office with her stylist and dressed and ready to go on air. And Rene goes, did Kathy text you? And Eric goes like, no. Okay. And Drew goes, Lisa, last I left with her, she was coming here. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Have you spoken to her? And Chris goes, I spoke to her yesterday. She said she was coming. And Rena goes, then where is she? Rena, calm down. She didn't show up. You know what I mean? Like, Rena, it's like when you left Crystal's. Where is she? Where's Rena? If she had a shit show bad, why didn't she use Crystal's toilet? Crystal goes, and then I said, are you apologizing? And she said, for sure. And Rena goes, I would tell you one thing. I have sent her blessing and prayers through my heart, even though this has been so difficult, as I've, like, meditated. And Erica goes, you are so evolved. And Rene goes, I am. And then we see Sutton squint, like, what the hell's going on here? I'll say, I'll say. But, okay, listen, it becomes parody at this point. It becomes literally, like, I have sent her blessings and prayers through my heart. Once again... Why was a camera not around for Rena to pick up the blessing and the prayers? Like, I would even love to see how this works for Rena. I'm like, dear Lord, first off, hey Lois, what's up? I saw a bird today. Um, second off, Lord, I would like to send blessing and prayers through my heart and my liver and my kidneys. And, you know, like, she goes, and then Erica, what a kiss ass friend. You are so evolved. I, and then to then agree with her. I am. You're right. <laughs> Rena goes, I try to be, and it's hard, you guys. And she goes, of course it is. And Rena goes, but I have really tried to send her blessings and prayers because I think she really needs it. I feel like we need to send... I, okay, wait, I want to send blessings. I, I want to do this too. Dear Lord, I would like to send Lisa Rena blessings and prayers through my heart because she really needs it. Thank you, dear Lord. See? Huh? I proved it. This is on tape. Um, Sutton and they're talking to her goes, I don't know. Does Lisa pray? <laughs> she shrugs her shoulders. Uh, the scene ends. We're over at Kyle's house now. She's obviously home from filming or a plastic surgery or whatever it was. And Kyle is wearing an oversized sweater that has I Heart Aspen on it, which really, you got to change that to just I Love Hats. On the back is in her kitchen she's making kitchen two teas and mugs with like bears wearing suits that she loves but you know these coffee cups cost probably like 80 billion dollars or something kathy's driving herself in a range rover she arrives wearing a t-shirt that says peace which literally is the same shirt she was wearing in aspen and this is why i kind of believe kathy more of arena is like kathy's not trying to look good for tv kathy's literally wearing the same shirt of like Honey, where's my peace shirt? Uh, is it in the hamper? Could I get another wear out of it? You know? 
It's like, like girl, same. Uh, Kyle takes a sip of the tea and mumbles to herself, I'd rather fucking eat glass right now. And I was like, Kyle, we could make that happen. And then Kathy, before entering the house, walks over to the flowering planter near the door and picks a couple of flowers to bring to Kyle. And Kyle goes, is that the door? And she opens it. And Kyle goes, oh, I see you have my shirt on. And it says peace. And Kathy goes, howdy, ma'am. And Kyle goes, howdy, ma'am, come in. The flowers are for you. And Kyle goes, thank you. I just came in from the Ponderosa all the way from Cartwright City. And Kyle laughs. How are you? Kathy goes, to apologize. And Kyle goes, okay. Kyle and I talking to goes, this is the first time I'm seeing Kathy since Aspen. I think we've exchanged a couple of texts while I was away, but we have not had a real conversation about exactly what happened. And Kathy goes, do you like my cowboy boots? It is getting weird, though, with the cowboy theme. It's like, it's a little city slickers, and I am getting worried at this point. I'd like you to ride me like a, a donkey. <laughs> yeah, like, pin the tail on the Kathy. Would you play a little MJ while you do it? Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, thank you for playing me on your Beverly Hills Housewife show. Kathy goes... So Kyle goes, well, those aren't cowboy boots. Those are just boots, Kathy. You could not get on a horse with those. Those are more like pilgrims. And Kathy goes, pilgrims? And Kyle goes, do you like ice in your water? It's cold already. And Kathy goes, no, just like that. It's perfect. I thought this was Alexia's T-shirt, and I thought it matches, so I want to wear it because I want to make peace. So it's like a nice like little message shirt you get from Target. And Kyle goes, it's mine. Kyle and I talking to that goes, it sounds so easy on paper. Just sit down and talk about it. But as history goes with us, that really hasn't worked. Flashback to 2011, Mauricio going, I have been approached to create our own company. And Kyle's like, I just get worried because it's my sister and brother-in-law. It's my family, and I don't want them to be upset. Remember, Mauricio started this, you know, Rick had his own housing company, you know, real estate company that Mauricio defected from. And in 2015, Kyle driving and talking to Lisa Vanderpump of like, I'm not going to London anymore. I'm no longer going to the wedding. Flashback to 2017, a teary-eyed Kyle Tadarik goes, since American Woman, my TV show, I wrote about my mom. It hasn't been the same. We did everything together. We talked every single day, 10 times a day. It's not like that. Flashback to the 2018 reunion. Andy goes, how is your relationship with Kathy right now? Um, Not great. Andy goes, are you speaking? Not right now. Andy goes, wow. Yeah. And the 2021 reunion last year, Andy goes, Kathy, what's your reaction when you see some of the old footage of Kyle talking about being estranged from you? And Kathy goes, we wasted a lot of time. And Kyle goes, I'm so happy we're together. Kyle and I talking to goes, when these things have happened in the past, it affects when these things have happened in the past, it affects me tremendously. Nothing can keep my anxiety getting worse than having that conflict with my family and having to sort of keep it to myself, which is totally understandable. Like we all have those feelings with our family. I totally get this. And Kyle goes, those are cute bracelets. And Kathy is straightening several turquoise beaded bracelets, the kind that Johnny Depp probably wears. And Kathy's like, you really like them? And Kyle's like, yeah, I really do. Do you want them? No. We'll take them because I have more. No, I don't want to take them. I have a bunch, Kyle. Take them all because they're really cute. I'll take two. No, take the whole thing because I'm getting hot with them anyway. <laughs> and here's a little $100 bill that might help uh, how you feel about me as well with these bracelets. Kyle goes, these bracelets are making you hot? Yeah. So what's been happening while I've been away? I don't know a lot, but I know some stuff. Well, I just, what I want to say is I'm here to apologize to you. Thank you. Uh, because I started rent, ranting and venting my feelings, and I didn't think that would get back to you. 
But see, normally it doesn't. But that's why you can't trust Lisa Rinna. Like, uh, this is why I don't... We've seen in our own lives and on this show so many people talk shit behind people's backs, and it never gets back to the person. I mean, we see it on TV or they see it on TV later, but, you know, Kathy was right to think, like, okay, potentially this wouldn't get back. I also think Kathy was dumb because it was Lisa Rinna. I wouldn't have done that myself. Kathy goes, I dress up, but I'm not dressed up there, if you know what I'm saying. But I'm not dressed up up there. I, it's a very honest statement, but it's, it's very deep actually. We get a flashback to Kyle's house in Aspen. Kyle goes, "Those are your shoes? You went to the airport like that?" Kathy showing her comfortable slippers. Yeah. Well, what if people recognize you? Also, Kathy shown wearing the wedge boots, not good for walking in the snow. And she's like, "Are these boots okay, or are they beyond?" Kyle goes, "The whole outfit's beyond." And Kathy goes. And a little bit of it, I get it, it's funny, whatever, but now I'm starting to feel a little insecure. This is another thing that's kind of understandable. Kathy doesn't seem to be a complete idiot like Rena and does pick up on other things. It might get really tiring to be made the pit of somebody's, the, the, you know, the butt of somebody's jokes, Right? Kathy's like, why am I doing this? I was begged to be on this show by Andy and Kyle, and now I'm the butt of everybody's jokes. Nobody even, like, everybody makes fun of my tequila. Everybody makes fun of what I wear. That shit does add up, right? And Rinna, I think, is just frustrated because she is not Kathy Hilton yet. And she's not Chris Jenner yet. She's not even Kyle yet. She's barely Erica Jane. Kyle goes, I don't, but what, 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 why am I being put in this position? No, but I'm just saying, like, I have to apologize right now, Kathy. Do you know how often you do that to me? No one takes their joke too far more than you. We get a flashback to Diana's holiday party where Kathy took Kyle's purse and hid it in the sofa. And Kathy's like, I'm going to hide the purse quickly. Where's my purse, Kathy? Oh, I'm sorry. Your purse got hidden, Kyle. Kyle and I talking to him, goes, Kathy is a practical joker at everyone else's expense. One time she acted like my daughters were dead. No, at everyone else's expense. So she's not really in the position to say, oh, she really doesn't like the jokes towards her. And I actually don't believe she was offended by those at all. She wasn't. I think that's her excuse. Listen, Kyle, I believe Kyle more than I believe Rena. If Kyle says this, I would tend to take stock. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's true. And Kyle goes, you know, that night you were in a mood, you were seeing red, you were screaming at me in front of everybody. It's not the first time you've done that. It's just the first time you've done that with people watching. And it really hurt me and embarrassed me. And Kathy is tearing up. And then Kathy goes, I'm very sorry. I'm mostly sorry for what you said back in the house. Yeah. And I mean, why did you say that stuff? Um, overtired, angry, stupid, a glass of wine, two glasses of wine, altitude. I'm so sorry. Well, I appreciate that. They look at each other for a moment and Kyle begins to cry. Also, you guys, am I an idiot? This is somebody taking responsibility for what they did and apologizing. Like this wasn't excuses of like, oh, well, it was because Rena did this. She's saying, I'm angry. I was stupid. I had two glasses of wine, altitude. Like 
these are not excuses. These are like actual, literally things where you could see where this could all add up. And Kyle goes, you know, I don't feel like I've had a lot of support from my sisters for, I don't even know a very long time. And when I hear you talk like that and the things you said, I feel like you hate me or something. It makes me feel so bad. And Kathy's shaking her head. No, I don't, Kyle. Take more bracelets. And Kyle goes, how could you say those things, Kyle? How could you say those things, Kyle? Which, by the way, they made it look like Renna was there when she was like, Kyle, Kyle, in the preview for the season. And now we realize it was between the two of them. I mean, we never get a chance to do anything like today. And Kyle's like, first of all, I'm working my ass off. Do you know how many Halloween movies there are? Kathy goes, I get that. But you also have to make a little time for family. And Kyle goes, well, I do make time for my family. I make time for my husband and my children. I'm trying to balance everything. I get that. If someone hurts me, I have to keep them at arm's length to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Blood in Blood included, Kyle says. If we could have a direct, direct communication, that would be great. It is hard to get you on the phone. It is impossible. I feel like a pest. Well, you often call me to rant. And Kyle and I talking to goes, sometimes Kathy's call will be preceded by a text saying, hi, important, calling you, and it immediately numbs my whole body because I'm like, what the hell is it? Now, I totally, I totally have been there. Haven't you been there when somebody that you're close to does that and you're like, what the fuck? You get so scared. I've totally been there where you're just scared when you get a text from family. And it's like, like my mom, uh, all we used to, she doesn't do it because I asked her not to anymore, but she would put ellipses, the three dots after everything she wrote. She'd be like, how are you? Dot, dot, dot. And I would be like, what the fuck is going on? She'd be like, um, just thinking about you, dot, dot, dot. I was like, are you just thinking about killing me? Um, Kyle in a talking head goes, sometimes Kathy's call will be preceded by a text saying, hi, important. And Kyle's like, you don't ever say, how are you, honey? What's going on? No, it's not. It is Kathy. It is like, you know, like, how's the movie going? How's the shoot going? I don't get those questions. Kyle in a talking head goes, I don't want to hear about how you're pissed off at this or that. Or sometimes I do avoid her call because I do. And Kathy goes, I'm very proud of you. We all love the Halloween movies. You're a great wife. You're a great mother. And Kyle's like, you never say that Kyle. But it would be nice to hear you say that. You're talented, you're thoughtful, you do it all, and I'm very proud of you. Mom would be very proud of you. Okay, come here, come here, give me a hug, come here, they hug. Kathy's holding her sister close. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. You and that little nose that is no nothing like your old nose. Do you hear me? Kyle and I talking to her goes, my mom and my dad were always my biggest cheerleaders. And when you lose that, you kind of feel like no one's ever going to love you like that. And no one's ever going to support or be proud of me like that. I totally understand this. And Kathy goes, I love you so much. You don't get between sisters. You'll never understand how family Kyle and I talking to goes, I think hearing Kathy say that, you know, she's my big sister. Cause I don't have my parents, you know, hearing her say that obviously means a lot to me, but it's completely contradicts what she said in Aspen. And so what do you believe? Well, you don't believe Miranda. That's where you start. And Kyle goes, what about the other women that were there? Have you talked to them? And Kathy goes, yeah, I talked to everybody. everybody. I mean, I have, I have not talked to Erica because, listen, she's a tryhard. No, because I never spoke to her. And I tried Lisa, but I did not reach her. And Kyle goes, Rena's coming her here in a little while. So if you want to talk to her in person, you can hang around. I mean, I just don't want to see a situation where you guys can't find some sort of peace. And Kathy goes, right. And Kyle goes, because they're fucking trained assassins. Are you kidding me? We've all the, by the way, we've seen this movie and like act like this scene in action movies where they're like, 
a bunch of ninjas are about to come and kill you. You need to run now. And even Kyle knows that Rena's like full of shit. She's like, literally, these people love to take people down. Like, that is the most telling line ever. It's a funny line because they're fucking trained assassins, but it's also very telling of like, listen, these aren't real people. These are people that just want to see people hurt for the sake of TV. Meanwhile, we check in over at Sutton's house and she's showing a decked out kitchen table setting with monogram napkins and Dom Perignon brute vintage 2012 on the table. And Sutton's like, well, this is very fancy. I say, I say, I can't, I'm just dying. Well, not to make a mockery of Popeye's. It's delicious. Popeye's chicken folks out on the table. And Joshua, Sutton's assistant's like, well, I mean, coming in on cardboard and going on to silver and starting off with Dom. So, well, uh, Joshua sounds exactly like Sutton, by the way. Sutton and I talking to her goes, I finally invited Erica to come over to my house for a one-on-one. There are some things I need to say to her. I mean, the only thing Sutton needs to say to her is like, can I get some references? I am looking for a housekeeper. Like, that really is like the only way you could help Erica at this point. Flashback to the ride home on the private jet from Aspen two weeks earlier. And Sutton's like, well, hey, you want to do lunch or something? And I was like, I can't. I only come from love. And I was like, Okay, I'd love to. Sutton in there talking, he goes, well, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys, I say, I say. Sometimes you get sick of fighting and you want to put your pistol down. Sutton's eating from a Popeye's carton, which is so fucking hot. And she's like, I love macaroni and cheese. I'm saving this for myself. And Josh is like, mm-hmm, how's that? It's pretty good. Erica arrives, oh, Lord, that's hot as hell. And Sutton's like, close your legs. Sutton opens the door. She's like, you look cute. And Erica's like, thanks for having me over. I have Popeyes. Eric's like, get out. They show silver dishes full of French fries. Erica's like, <laughs> oh my God, you have iced tea and Popeyes on China. Go well, come sit down. We got Popeyes and Dom Perignon or iced tea. Erica and Tugnet goes, it's Popeyes, it's Dom Perignon, it's a special occasion. It's a Sutton creation. And then Erica goes, I'm driving, so iced tea. Put some vodka in it. Oh, you're driving, so it's sweet tea. Is that what you made today? I didn't make it. But you bought it. I love sweet tea. So do I. Cheers. Cheers. Are we allowed to say cheers with sweet tea? Good stuff. Yum. Erica and the talking goes, Sutton and I started out friendly and then flipped. We get a flashback to one year earlier when meeting at the spa and Sutton's like, well, I got chips, can of champagne. That's the divorce kit. I'll get, it'll get you through the next day. Erica throws her arms around Sutton in gratitude. And then Erica comforting Sutton when she was upset. Erica's like, you're okay. It's okay. Breathe. Just breathe. Breathe. Then Erica going, well, you just be quiet. Sorry, Erica going, you just be quiet, Miss Small Town. I'm so worried about my motherfucking reputation. You shut up. And then Sutton going, if I'm going to be threatened, I'm not. Bye. Yeah, bye's right. I'm not going to be threatened. And then three months earlier, Erica goes, where's my apology? You're not getting one. Why not? Because I don't like you. Oh, good. This is a mutual thing. She was so annoying. Her her voice gets so high-pitched. Erica in a tight head goes, I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, with certain things, you have to let go. I'm tired. Sutton's like, well, what's important as a group is women. We got to support each other. Mm-hmm. I will say this. The only thing I wanted to ask of you is the lashing out. I don't want you to do that to people anymore. Uh-huh. That you know? I agree with you. I started out being soft and trying to explain, and I feel like I wasn't heard. You know, that's when I start to get angry and push back. Yeah. And then we're off to the races. 
Oh, I just think an Aspen. I saw it all over again. I say, I say, and I think there's a word that's your trigger word. It is. And do you know why? Do you know what the word is? Yes, I do. And it starts with a V. I have a very hard time with that. Oh my God, vagina. It's a vagina. Is it vagina? What is I? What is? The, it starts with a V. Juliana, why didn't you put the word in? Do we actually find out what the V? It starts with a V. Victory? Vindication? Vindictive? I don't know. I'm too dumb for this. It's too late. It's too early in the morning. It sounds like, yeah. Oh, victim. Victim. Victim? Is that it? And there he goes, because it implies that I've done something. Well, what I would like, maybe, just if you could add in your voice a little compassion, or, you know, like, in just the way you say it. Yeah, I'd like some compassion. Yeah, I would like some compassion, too. You would like some compassion? That's not how it works, Erica. My God. Sutton's like, well, look at me here. I'm giving it to you. You got some free sweet tea. And Erica's like, I know I would like some compassion too, as crazy as it sounds. Say it again, Erica. It sounds like, well, I appreciate the ability for us to move forward from last year's problems. Yeah. Actually, we do have some fun together. And they both start shoving chicken nuggets and fries in their mouth. Ugh. Son, you don't need to do this. And Erica goes, oh, it's good. Well, we like the same food. I like it. I don't care. Isn't that good? You did a beautiful job with it. You want some more tea, ma'am? Well, yes, thank you, ma'am. You're welcome, ma'am. Sutton in her talking head goes, There's something about the two of us. We like each other in this very dysfunctional way. Erica goes, Thank you for some lovely Popeyes. You're welcome. With some good old southern hospitality. Well, I thought I'd bring some south to you. They get up from the table and hug, and then Sutton shoots Erica in the back. <laughs> it's so stupid. And Erica's like, thank you. And Sutton's like, well, I got to remind you of your roots so that you play nice. Oh, God. Sutton and they're talking, and goes, it's nice not being in a fight. Sutton goes, I think we're going to do good, Erica. We're going to be fine. Oh, I love your Murano. Did you get that in Venice? Murano is an Italian hand-blown glass for anyone not familiar. We step back over to Kyle's house where Rena is entering. Kyle goes, hi. Rena goes, hi. How are you? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Rena and Kyle hug. Kathy and Rena do not. Howdy, ma'am. Hi, ma'am. Well, I've come all the way from Cathedral City from the Ponderosa to apologize to you. Rinna ignores her and pets Kyle's dog. Kyle goes, I, I don't know what that means, but here, Smokey, come on. Rinna and her talking goes, Kathy's wearing the same t-shirt she wore in Aspen. She had her fucking psychotic break. It's the same shirt. She's probably wearing the same panties on her butt. In Rinna's deranged head, Kathy's trying to play with Rinna. Like, by the way, that would be amazing if Kathy was like, I'll wear the same damn shirt to just mess with Rena's head. Rena's like, these triggers make PTSD. Also, if somebody has a psychotic break, you're supposed to hold them closer. You're supposed to say, let's get you help. Not, you're not going to get away with it, you black-hearted person. Rena, in her normal smarmy way, goes, so what have you girls been talking about? And Kathy goes, well, I apologize to Kyle. 
and that I said some very unkind things and I feel bad that I unleashed on you. I vented and I wasn't taking into consideration that you're a gossip and a slut. No, she was that you're also in a real sensitive spot right now with your husband going on a solo camping trip. No, sorry, I just keep, can't say the lines. You know, losing your mom, I said things that I shouldn't have said and I am so sorry. And Rena won't even look at her because Rena wants a scene here. You know, what Kathy is doing is very difficult, you guys. Like, Kathy does not need to grovel to Lisa Rinna, all people. Rinna, big size. She goes, <sighs> um, you know, I was really, really shook. I've never seen anything like that. Rinna, have you ever been to a movie? Like, I mean, like, why are we? <laughs> I just, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Also, you say your own daughters have mental health issues. You've never seen anything like this. You are a liar. You are a liar. Kathy goes, and you've never seen me like that. I've certainly never seen you like that. No, you have to really take a look at what happened. Like what triggered you and what made you go to that place. Do you have any idea? I mean, I really don't have a temper. Well, what would you call this? It's weird, guys, because there's been, I mean, I make no like I joke about how much I dislike Lisa Rinna and it's like a fun bit and sometimes it's really true but like this time it's really really true like you have to take a look at what happened Rinna have you ever taken a hard look at your behavior year after year season after season especially this past couple where Denise literally was like yo please don't do this I have a marriage like you're supposed to be my friend and Rena was like, you don't realize we're on TV. <laughs> it's hard for me to get work. <laughs> like it's it's gross. Why would Kathy have to look at what triggered her because you suggest it? Like, who the fuck are you? Honestly. Kathy was losing my temper and just being cruel. Yeah, cruel. Well, I feel if we're going to talk about this... You're going to have to take responsibility for some of the things you said. You said some things about everybody, not just Kyle, like big fucking things. Like, I don't want to say you need help, Kathy, but I think you need some help. I hate people that do that. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say this. Fuck off. No, like, seriously, like, this is so offensive and gross. You thought, like, the past couple episodes, you're like, oh, my God, Rena is just episode after episode. But this is even grosser than that. Like, you need help? Rena, girl, do you need help? I would never tell you you need help. But, like, if you need help, I hope you have, I don't know if you have people that are close enough to you to offer actual help. Kathy goes, I think I was a little frustrated. I think it was a lot of heavy stuff and three days jam-packed. Like, Kathy is tolerating Lisa, which Kathy does not need to do. Like, I really would love, this is like, Kathy would be like, Rinna, I'm done. You're dead. Your days are numbered. And Rinna goes, mm-hmm. what's well, a lot to process, okay? Is that trying to shut me up? No, but I feel like you can be very unkind too. I will say that yeah yes yes a hundred percent and when he goes oh we're gonna go there like why is it so surprised like you were acting like a complete asshole well i'm sorry that kathy's not bowing over and licking your puss are you joking kathy goes but see you don't want to hear that and when he goes it's not about me right now 
This is about you. It's never about Lisa, you guys. Remember, it's never about Lisa. Lisa, let's be honest. Lisa has not been able to have her own storyline ever. I mean, and that's why I think she was so disappointed that the Lois storyline did not get as much as she was hoping it would. It's been a real hard process for Lisa to realize that she's the least interesting part of this show sometimes. And that's why I feel like she has to overdo it. Remember, though, the people that are these, like, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due, is Lisa's provided so many cool moments for this show. But we're seeing the same thing now again and again. We do need content creators, and Lisa is not that. She just jumps on the content that people create, and she reacts to it. But she is not creating any of this. She's just noticing something and going, I think I can make this dramatic, more dramatic than it actually is. And that's why it rings false. And that's why we kind of start to dislike her more and more because there's nothing that rings true. And I know this is a housewife show. I know what I'm watching. I know these are overdramatic soap operas. But remember, these things still have power. And in these little small moments, and when they get really specific with these little things, it can be funny, heartwarming, and entirely insanely dramatic. But it's all fake when it comes to Rena. And I do just think there's a big difference there. That's, I just really do. And I believe in these shows more than this. Um, so Rena and Atagana goes, basically, we're in the same position that we were eight years ago. Flashback eight years ago, Kim Richards goes, you came after me all last year. You know what? The truth is the truth. If you can sit here and use the excuse about losing your parents, I'm not using it as an excuse. You guys, can you please honestly, Kyle said? Renata Tagne goes, it's just another sister. Remember how Rena treated Kim Richards, you guys? Study history. Um, also, remember, the, the mutual, the common thing bonding all of this is Lisa. Lisa's the issue. Lisa's also the one that sells things to Radar Online. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. And I've seen proof of this. Like, Lisa... You know, she'll, I mean, like, I, she'll go into fucking Instagrammers DMs. Like, if I was more favorable towards Rena, I'd probably be one of them. Like, and you can always tell the Instagram accounts and podcasts that stand up for Lisa that you know. Like, I think, I think we got to listen to Lisa. I think everybody else is bad. Because it's just, they're so enamored by being contacted by a C-level star. You're like, I never thought I would be contacted. Wow. Um. So, <laughs> Kathy goes, I think maybe because I'm just sensitive about some things. A friend of mine is dying. She chokes up. Terminal cancer. And Rena goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I wish Kathy go, a friend of mine is dying. Her name is Elisa Rinna. Now, Kathy goes, and I haven't even told you. And she's crying harder now. It's very upsetting to me, so I'm sorry. And I don't behave this way. And people that have known me for 30 years, I don't have problems with people. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're looking at me like I have some big problem. That's how you're looking at me right now. I'm not looking at you like that. I understand pain. I'm an unemployed actor. <laughs> Kathy goes, you can have a little compassion. I'm sorry, Kathy. You're not going to get away with it with me. You're not going to get away with it. You can have your tears. You can do what you're going to do. But you did what you did. And you're not just going to gaslight and manipulate me right now. Manipulate. If you want to apologize to me 
Let's talk about what you really did. And let's talk about some of the names you called people. We'll go there if you want to. Do you remember us at the house? Yes, I do. Do you remember that I locked myself in the bedroom? No. No, I do not. Do you remember when I took a vibrator and put... <laughs> Sorry. Rene goes, well, I did. Do you know why I locked myself in the bathroom? Because you had the shits. <laughs> Kathy goes, why? Rene goes, because you were having a psychotic break of some kind. Like it was really out of control. And Kyle is scrunching her face because she realizes Rena's just like overdoing it. It's going too far. Kathy in a tiny goes, I can't imagine that anybody could scare Lisa Rena. I am constantly reminded of the situation with Lisa with my sister Kim where it got physical. We get a flashback to 2014. Rena goes, never go near my husband. Everybody will know, Kim says. Rena whips wine at Kim. Do you understand that? Everybody will know. Never go after my fucking husband. She violently smashes the wine glass hard on the table while Yolanda holds her back. And Rena goes, you're fucking angry. And this beautiful sister of yours with the nose that can constantly changes every time she does a Halloween movie. And Kathy goes, look, I didn't handle myself well. I'm not proud of it. Okay? Yes. And I said things I don't mean. That's all I can say. Kyle finally speaks. For me, Kathy's my sister. You guys are honestly like my sisters too. And they've been there for me. And you know, she starts to cry again. The thoughts of you guys having this issue and then, you know, and Kathy goes, we don't have an issue. Lisa, I apologize to you. I appreciate our conversation. Rena still won't stop. But I just want to know where this hatred comes from. You got to figure that out. You got to figure out why you've got a black heart. What is it? I got to tell you guys, I'm a dude, but like, if you were a girl and another girl said you had a black heart, I I mean, you wouldn't like punch some, I mean, like on it, like just a pop in the face. We're like, what'd you fucking say? I got a black heart? Eat shit. Are you fucking out of your mind? Have you not had a carb today? Like, what are you talking about? I've got a black heart. Who are you? And Kathy's like, well, I'm not going to have any more discussion with you. Is that it? No more? I had a feeling this might go this way because I planned to be horrible. <laughs> Kyle goes, please, you both, please, please, I'm begging you. Kathy goes, okay, I'm so done. And Kyle goes, I'll walk you out. And this is pretty cool because Kathy, her blood pressure doesn't even go up. She's like, okay, we're done here. Time to take out the trash. Kyle and I talking to goes, I can see Kathy's trying to keep her cool because she knows she has to apologize, but I feel like Rena is pushing it. <laughs> like pushing it, man. Kyle goes, okay, bye, Kathy. Drive carefully. And Kathy gives her a kiss. Kathy walks down the steps and goes, oh, Kyle, I love how she did this with the flowers. It's so pretty. <laughs> like not a care in the world. I love it. Because literally, Rena doesn't mean shit to people. Honestly. Rena probably means stuff to her version of the Bravo fans. That's who she means something to. Everybody else is like, oh, it's the lady with the jacked lips. Okay, that's funny. And Rena goes, well... That was good. Then kind of wasn't. It was never good, Rena. When you show up, it's never good. Kyle goes, I'm looking for my life to be less complicated. And Rena goes, I know, but work needs to be done between you two. Something needs to happen. You can't just have this moment and go, okay, fine, everything's good, because I don't think everything's good at the core. She needs to do some serious soul searching or talking to somebody, because I'm not sure it'll get any better unless she does. Rena, mind your fucking business. Like, on, like, 
what possesses you to ever think that you should throw in your two cents with this sister-to-sister relationship? If anything, the conversation should have been, you scared me that night, me personally. That's it. That, like, you can barely keep your daughters liking. Like, you have issues with your daughters right and left. Like, we, your husband doesn't seem like he wants to be around you at times. Like, take care, clean up your own mess. And thank God every day that nobody calls you on your shit. Okay, we finally got the words that I've wanted to hear all season long. Next time on the season finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle's running over to Sutton, keep your hands off that fucking bag. And Sutton's like, put your gloves on. Kyle's like, get your hands off that bag. Sutton's like, put your gloves on. And they're, they're fighting over purses. And then Rinna goes, I locked myself in the bathroom. And Garcelle goes, why? I was shook because of the behavior that was going on. And I had to take a big dump. And Kyle goes, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Okay, all right. I just feel weird because that's my sister and she actually apologized. I have to move on. And Kyle goes, you don't think it's weird that at every event, every detail is being leaked to the press? And Dory goes, yes, I do think it's weird. And Sutton's like, well, did either one of you leak to the press any of this information about Kathy? And l- listen, and then Erica's like, well, I, don't, I didn't do nothing. And I just got to tell you, folks, by the way, have I just, I've just been looking. This is going to be the weirdest YouTube video. Uh, sorry, Medita. I'm like literally like this. Hey, welcome, YouTube. Um, Lisa Renna has done this all along. Once again, it's Radar Online. Lisa fed a Radar Online story last week. It's the same shit. Why is anybody surprised? It's time for Lisa to go. It was a good run. And maybe Lisa can come back in a couple seasons. Are we cool? I think Beverly Hills can survive. I do. I think all of these shows... The show is the main thing, right? It's not the characters. The characters are a great part of it. But it's not the only part of it. The show is the main part of it. And you guys are the main part of my life. <laughs> you see what I did there? Thank you guys so much. Uh, it is three in the morning. <sighs> I never thought this, I mean, like I've never worked this hard in my life for something. And it's so funny that it's podcasting, but I love it so much. So all in all, I'm happy. Anyways, I love you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. You made it to your weekend. Do something awesome this weekend. Hug your family, hug your friends, hug yourself. I mean, touch yourself. I don't know. Give somebody a kiss. I mean, you have to ask their permission. Dance, eat good food, drink good wine, drink some water, go on a walk, lay down, watch good TV, read a book, listen to a new album, but mainly have fun. And I'll talk to you bright and early on Monday. And all you Patreon members, I'll see you over there this week. Please join the Patreon if you haven't. Five bucks a month gives you access to so much. Okay, guys. Bye. Betches.